Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. So uh, one of the things I'd like to do, uh, if it's okay with you guys, is based on a prompt from Jay-Z. I'll put the tweet in the show notes to check out the website so you can read the full show notes. But Jay-Z had asked us, uh, Uh what is the best grappling hook in video games? Which got me thinking that what is the best um, gadget in a video game? So things like the Pip-Boy or like the laser watch in GoldenEye uh, 007, that kind of thing. What, in your opinion, if you could think of one, is the greatest any kind of attachment or gadget or anything that you get in a video game that you would love to see maybe in a different game? So like, um, for instance, the Half-Life 2 gravity gun, that kind of thing, or maybe the... um, what do you call it? The portal gun or something? Yes. Um, Squidge is going to answer because I'm still I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That's a good question. Though. So back in the day when Borderlands 2 first came out, there was I can't remember if it was a in a option or it was a code you put in. Well, it was a code or an option that you could unlock or it was there in the actual menu for the PC version, and it was called Dubstep. And you turned it on, and it did absolutely nothing. But it was called. It was, it was. It was either dubstep or wub wub mode, and you turned it on and off, and it did knackle. I remember. I remember. G hashtag dot call me. Audrey found it, and he said, "Do this," and I turned it on, and I said, "What does it do?" And he said, "Nothing." But we've all got it turned on, so you can't play unless you have it turned on. So we all did turned on. It did nothing. Oh, I didn't see it did anything. But it was. It was either called dubstep or wub wub mode. Well, and you turned it on, and it did absolutely nothing. Maybe it just didn't do nothing that you realised. Maybe it did do something like I didn't see it did anything. T- turn the volume up a bit or something. Well, like I'd already played the game to death at that point, so mm-hmm. I knew it did nothing. But yeah, it was just it was just a, a weird random mode that we ended up putting on that made me laugh. Mm. So that's like a, an accessory to the game. Um, apart from that, I don't know. I, I think I think I'd like to see the. Um, the hook shot from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time be used on more things because um, that would, if, if you think about it, that would literally rip your arm off when you shot it and when it dragged you somewhere. I don't know how it didn't rip Link's arm off, to be honest. Because it's a video game, that's how. I know, but, <laughs> it, but it ripped your arm off. And he's playing the Peter Pan story, that's how. Mm. True. I was thinking of gadgets. But like, like my personal favourite, the anti-zombie repellent. Yeah, is that is Which that do thing? nothing? Is that the, the, if you I think can, about it, it do nothing. But I can't it's an anti-repellent. Yeah. It's an anti-repellent. Oh, okay. So <laughs> That's for, well. I just thought it was an anti-zombie repellent, which I suppose if it's anti- yeah, that's it'd just be called a zombie repellent. Yeah, place. it would be annoying. Yeah, that's very awkward. It's like anti-anti-ant pound. Yeah, anti-ant repellent won't work. It'd just be like throwing donuts on the ground. Well. I don't know. If I'm breaking down gadgets here. Hit me with some gadgets. Like, uh, what, 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 I can't Laser watch. 
Okay, so like like Squid said, the grappling hook from um, from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, maybe the grappling hook from uh, Far Cry, perhaps the the ability to travel through time in Time Splitters. Um, just think the portal gun, gun, the gravity gun. I was say, just think of any gadget that Batman has in the Arkham games. Yeah, you know, like the the exploding gel, the the decoder thing, his grappling hook. You know. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. You can't put Fortnite as a gadget. Sorry, <laughs> Fortnite. Let me get that right. You can't put Factorio as a gadget. Oh wow, that's a good game. I didn't think about that, but that's a good. But game. you can't have that as a gadget. Uh, the, the 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 thing what Adam Jensen has in in what the, the sunglasses that are inbuilt into his face. Oh, that's a good gadget. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. Why of don't that. you just ask me? I, 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 you don't I was, need to prompt. I was it. thinking of the um. The, it, 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 no, he, he has like a spinny thing. Where, where he lets off a load of, like, everything blows up around him. I can't remember what the weapon's called. But do you know when you're playing the game at the, at the beginning? It's of kind of like a stealthy smoke bomb thing where you can get away. No, it just sort of kills everything next to him. Like, <laughs> um, like directional claymores. A bit like that. I can't remember what it's called. But do you know at the beginning of Human Revolution, hmm. you're walking down with the Doctor What's-Her-Face. A, a highly memorable character. Like Princess whats her name But they're going down the lab and they're testing it. And, and you see it. It's that it sort of... I just can't remember the name. I know what you're on about, but it's been interesting to play it. I, I just can't remember we'll what it is. It. We'll find it. We'll it's find a special it. move. It, it's something he's got. Um, it's right in the in, the beginning. It's to kill everyone, it's like neon breakdancing. You know? Yeah. If, it, if, if you don't drop dead, the, the sound will kill you. His name is funny. Adam Jensen yeah, yeah. dancing in a neon suit. To, well, okay. Uh, I mean, if we can't find out what it's called, then Adam Jensen's... Uh, just just Adam glasses. Jensen. Is, well, yeah, Adam he's Jensen. a good enough gadget himself. He's a good gadget. Yeah. Good gadget. It's not expected gadget, but it'll do. If I give it some more thought, I could probably come up with a better answer. But <laughs> I can't. Just um, answering questions on the podcast is not your fault, is it, really? No, no. Uh, 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 it's pie charts and race. Yeah, I, I, I like to have a long think about things. But I'm a bit like the ends. <laughs> we don't like to make a decision very quickly. Oh, just, God. just um, yeah. So Adam Jensen's glasses. There you go. Because <laughs> Chief likes to look cool while he's being inside. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. <laughs> he just likes to deal with this. It's, it's a good thing. Mind you, he does have his truth meter thing, doesn't he? Where, where he can tell people. Tell someone, you mean the, yeah. he can listen to the, um, oh, the vocal. Yeah, it does like, wave. yeah, so he knows he when people are bullshitting him and stuff, which is nice. Uh, I suppose that's a gadget. I still like the glasses more, though. More, well, more but like. if you could tell how people are lying, you'd constantly, constantly be cautious of me. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, the amount of half truths and. The amount of crap that comes out of my mouth. Oh, well, yeah. that's right. I mean, outside the pocket. And that's before he even starts talking. Yeah, yeah that's, that's even it. before I get up in the morning. You know. I know. Once, I mean, if we used it when we were talking about the Xbox, it'd go through. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's a sure, sure thing, Sony fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you so, can't so, let it go. Can I can't let it go. I, I can't let it go. No, no, no. Some, some wounds are too deep. They're still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> still fresh. <laughs> so, yeah, Adam Jensen's glasses, Jay. That, that, that's, uh, that's my final answer. Fair enough. Okay, um, so I think I think perhaps for me uh, it depends on like 
what classes as a gadget and what classes as a trinket? Well, well, because... This is what I was thinking. I, I expanded your question, and I was asking sort of like uh, philosophical questions about your your question itself, which is why it took so long. But really? then I okay. glasses. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What would you class as a gadget? That that that's my point. I guess, yeah, I guess gadgets are more like um, electronic-y or specifically engineered in some way. Someone's built it and, and fabricated it. Whereas, like, I think for me, it would be more of a trinket, and that would be in Shadow Man, the teddy bear. So use the teddy bear to warp around the universe of the yeah, game to get to new places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a trinket, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, a gadget, yeah. Because when you said gadget, I always, I almost immediately thought tech. Mm. Like mm. sort of like a, a James Bond. Thing. Yeah. Some of that Q would give him. The solar power. Yeah. Oh, ah, or whatever the, the, the code name is now. Q, R. Yeah. Uh, Q, Q, B, C, Q, T. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> the alphabet is, is perhaps not your strong point. No, yeah. so. <laughs> we this. Historical things and the alphabet is not good <laughs> for me because I thought the crusades happened in 1990, <laughs> but that was Desert Storm. So history and the alphabet are two of my weaknesses. You know, it, Agent QTE, you, you can never talk to him. He's always actually... The thing weak. is, you need the alphabet he's on to edge. do any history. That, as that well, poor guy's it? always on edge, Agent QTE. He's always having stuff happen to him. Yeah. <laughs> never relax. Agent QTE, I like it. He never relax. I feel really sorry for him. I don't know... Is this real? <laughs> I just don't know what this is. <laughs> Have I put you on edge now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I've never heard. That's what I'm really. here for. My job's done. Uh, I put someone on edge today. Uh, Marked off my list. Put someone on edge, get milk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so since we've talked about that, uh, what about <laughs> if we. What in the previous decade related to video gaming is something that you are incredibly like what happened in the last 10 years in video games right. uh, that really sort of excited you that got you on board that was like yes i need to buy this thing to do the thing with the video game stuff is there anything if can you think back of anything that made you go my goodness i can't wait to spend all my money on this thing i do know Ooh. what you i've got definitely one point here i've got one as well but it's, it's not what you think yeah um, so we'll, we'll let chief go first okay well my one would be, and I, no, no, and I remember when, when I when I crossed over from PS2 to PS3. Actually, can I just interrupt you and do a little stupid intro to the segment? Yes, yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. we're going to leave all that in, right? So this is the bit that I call looking back. Like that. What the hell was that? Do you want me to use your version of that or Michael Bolton's version of that? No, that version. But just make a looking back over, oh, my, right. over my shoulder. No, just looking back. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that song from? It's, um, the radio? Song. Yeah, it's the radio. Yeah. So that, 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 that gadget. Would you, yeah. would you leave that arm alone? Would you leave but my gadget it, it just reminds me of The Expanse. Because they have a lot of these sort of arms. Push it away, don't need it now. Just, uh, then leave it alone. It's creaks. Start the engines. And also leave my arm alone. Okay. Right, leave it alone. Leave yeah, it alone. It's, it's pushed so, away. So pushed over away. the last 10 years, what, what's, the, what's the one thing that's got you... Well, Whatever the hell you Well, well, it, it's um, it's The Witcher Three, obviously. It, I mean, it, that's, it, that's it, the most hyped up thing over the past ten years. It's the thing I've most enjoyed crossing. Right. Well, to be what 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 we meant to say was um, uh, there was a massive jump between PS Two and PS Three, 
And I almost felt that there wasn't a need to get a PS4 for for a long time. Tell someone about you. Yes, I got one for Christmas. Um, but <laughs> but the but I held off it um, for a long while just because I, I didn't think there was anything I actually wanted to play on it. Uh, going back to Jay's um, system of uh, whether it's worth purchasing or not, I probably did that and thought I probably won't play this, and I probably just stick with the stick with the PS3. Uh, but uh, The Witcher 3 changed that because I thought, I do really want this. And in many ways, it's the best game of the decade. There's a sixth half of the audience. <laughs> I've said it. I probably think it's the best game. It, it's definitely the got. best game this generation. I, I, I can't quite remember when the generations crossed and what year that was. But I definitely think for the, for the PlayStation 4, I think it's, it's definitely the best game that's available for it. That's is that controversial? I don't think it's controversial. I think, I think that's we can a, make it controversial. No, let's not do that. Yeah, okay, but fair enough. Other than that, that's my standout feeling. But but mm-hmm. I, I, I I'll probably think of something else in a moment. But but I'll leave you with that. We'll, we'll, we'll go on to your point, Squidge, and then we'll. Okay, I've got two things. Past sort of ten years or so. Well, I'm I'm going to go further back. I'm going to say twenty years or so. Um, for this first point, it's uh, Diablo. Because the year 2000 slash 2001, I think, was when Diablo 2 came out, and I never played it at the time. Didn't have a PC. Didn't really know about PC gaming. Picked it up a lot later. Enjoyed the living hell out of it. Played the living hell out of it. And then, like, 10, 11, 12 years later, Diablo 3 came out. Hmm. And just to see the progression... And uh, the graphical-wise, the story-wise, the lore-wise, what they've done, how they kept it, still Diablo, but made it fresh, hmm. um, was was really, really an astounding thing to see and to experience. But the the second thing I'm going to hit you with, something that's um, on a year-by-year basis, that's actually happening right now. Yeah, the ninth. As what's happening right now is recording. Um, that I came into like halfway through the decade, but I still try and watch and take part in the best I can. Is uh, games done quick? Mm. The um, it's amazing what you can do when you get a bunch of speedrunners running games live for a week constant while raising a metric ton of money for charity. It's a nice thing to do. And well, I've watched it? it the past five years or so. I've tried to watch it live if I can. Um, if not, I'll watch sort of like the the vods on YouTube. I, I, I try and buy a t-shirt every year, a couple of t-shirts, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it's um, to see it from like, because it's like the 10th year this year. So, and, and I actually know it started out. It started out, they tried to do it at a, um, a con somewhere, like a, an actual event, and it didn't work. So they went to someone's basement. Mm. And this is when streaming, you could have two inputs, a mic and a video, that was it. Mm. So they had the gameplay on one stream, and you had the commentary on the other. Mm. And then it sort of built from there, and it, the, the, they have massive venues, and people go volunteer the time. People send in prizes to raffle off, and you know they have all donations and stuff. And just to see it, especially over the past couple of years, is astounding how far they've come, and how much, how much they raise every year. And it's, it's something that happens twice a year, so you got awesome games done quick, and summer games done quick, and just how much they raise for like Doctors Without Borders and whatever charity they have at the time. You know, it's a it's, nice thing for the video game community it's, to it's do, astounding isn't astounding it? how much they raise yeah. and how much people yeah. just give. It's especially some of the comments here as well. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture between heartbreaking and like restores faith in humanity as well. So 
I've been meaning to like do a blog post about this for the longest time and I forgot. Hmm, but yeah, should, yeah. Over, over the past sort of uh, 10 years, I will say watching that, it just goes from strength to strength and it gets better. And it's always, always fun to watch, always fun to try and buy a t-shirt, put some money towards what have you. you hmm. know? So that's definitely something to check out because uh, that always happens. That's twice a year. As I say, it's just a sounding, as a point of view from someone who plays games, how many people get together and how much there is. It's hmm. just... And, you know, it does get a lot of coverage, but it doesn't get as much coverage as other things, which they should do, really, because it's, it's the, the section of society people play games where you think, oh, what, what do they do? That's any, you know, people play any games. Use. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, just a, it's just a pastime. It's a, yeah. a waste of time, what have you. Yeah. But to see how much people come together and raise it is astounding, and I, I always love watching it. And for a gaming community, usually is quite a negative view of the gaming community so for them to be able to do something that mm. gives quite a positive alt view of yeah them, and, it, is, and is it's got, thing, to, it's got it? to a point where every time they do it they raise at least a million pounds yeah a million dollars not, yeah you know every time at the very least and it's as i said at the time recording it's actually going on now and it's a week event mm. and people travel there the people who host the event they don't pay travel costs or anything so people go there give up the time yeah speed run you know meet people have a laugh raise money and then come home. Drop mic, go home. You know? mm. But it, it is, it is, um, it's really something nice to watch all, every time I see it mm. when it rolls around. Um, in my previous job before I got, before I got this new one, I always tried to wangle off, wean my way into getting a couple of days off so I could watch it, mm. you know, get a couple of energy drinks and watch it and cannonball it you know, mm. for as long as possible before I fall asleep at my keyboard. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I've watched on and off. And tried to join in on and off, especially the past few years, and it's something that I suppose it's something that I'm proud of. You know that a lot of people who you know dedicate a lot of the time into trying to play a game as fast as possible, play it live, mm. showing all all the tricks and traps and stuff to do with the games. Now you can bend the game to your will, as it were, to try and complete it as quickly as possible. It is it's an eye opener, and it's also it's very heartwarming as well that a lot of people that most of the time are just forgotten about or not talked about in a positive light in society can raise that much money. It's, it's quite nice to watch. And yes. you're watching it, you're thinking, these skills are astounding. And then you also get the, when you're watching it, you've got a running tally in the bottom right and you just see it constantly going up. It's, it, it sort of, it's very rare it ever, ever stops. You hear people read out like donation things and have little comments with it and saying, I couldn't afford much, so I just chucked this towards it. And knowing that if every little penny goes to a good cause, and how much they raise every year, it's just it's fantastic. Oh well, that's that's that's. Thought I might give a shout out. Not, yeah, not, not, like, not you should. That, you, know, you know, if if you don't see it live, there's always like the uh, the videos of each game on YouTube, and they're always quite good. And you get surprise donations and things happened. I mean, uh, I can't remember what year it was, but one time someone was playing a game, and midway through the game, someone proposed to someone <laughs> live. Luckily, they said yes. I can't imagine what would happen if they said no. That's but, a real risk. You know, you, you get all sorts of stuff. You get um, a... you get people who made the game coming in on um, live to chat with the people running it. Yes, you get all sorts of people there. Oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff happens. So it's it's really a sight to watch. It's it's never dull. It sounds, it sounds like a good all round nice event rather than mm. the. Um, Rather than a StarCraft tournament where people... Yeah. Where <laughs> you, you just see a video of some dude's hands and it's just... It's a, what's going on? Yeah, what the hell's going on? Yeah. What's going on? But yeah. yeah. 
Well, it makes my Witcher thing sound silly now. Well, no, Diablo Three beforehand, but yes. it's it's just a nice um, communal money raising thing that I like to watch. Yes, um, twice a year when it's on, and try and take part as much as possible by you know, buying t shirts and stuff, which the money goes towards it anyway. Mm. So, so yeah, so that was my thing. Sorry, I waffled on a bit, but no, but, no that's good. Well, what good. about Jay's moment that's of the decade? That's a fact to follow, in it? What I just said, it's well, a fact yeah, to follow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. That is a tough one to follow. But I would say maybe something that doesn't get talked about so much, and that's the progression that the hardware and software has gone under. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, every, every day, what a lot of people who do what I do as a developer, a software developer, a web developer, whatever you want to call it that you do, what we don't tend to realize every day is that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Mm. The The example I'll give is that, um, you know how when we talked to uh, Stu Cambridge and we talked about, oh, yeah, don't worry, Jay, you know, I'm going to make a video game this year on, that runs on an old system, right? Mm. I'm, I'm in the process of putting together a Mega Drive game that I'm writing all by myself. I'm writing the code by myself. I'm, I'm not a very good artist, so I'm going to have to ask Squidge or maybe I'll reach out to some pixel artists and commission some work or something. I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm putting the effort into building this game, but it's incredibly easy for me. And that's not me trying to be big headed and say that I'm brilliant at programming because, um, you know, I'm, I'm very good at it. I'm not the best at it. Uh, no one is the best at it, but what I'm getting at is that they, the tools that are available, the techniques that are available, make it stupid easy for me to do that. So then the actual process of making the game can get out of the way. So I could spend time on the actual, the creative side of actually, what is this game going to be? Sort of thing, and that's Whereas, a real challenge, isn't it? That, that's the yeah. that's the real challenge of it. Yeah, so. but like if we go back, if we go back, what uh, thirty years? Yeah, twenty twenty, thirty years. Put us at nineteen ninety, right? If I was to do the same thing in nineteen ninety, if I was the same age and know what I know now, I would have to buy a specific computer to be able to do it with. Mm. I'd have to get specific help from um, Sega to set up that computer such that it is correct for the development of Sega Mega Drive games. I would then need to buy a software and hardware development kit. I'd then have to spend time reading up all about the the CPU that the Mega Drive used and how the graphics pipeline worked and all of this technical stuff that I do know, but I would have to look it up anyway. And then if I got stuck, there's no way of asking for help. I could call up um, Sega and say, you know, I'm a bit stuck. I can't figure this bit out, but they can't help me. No. Whereas right now, you know, there are communities right now that are devoted to helping people get started and helping people continue to develop video games, right? And just like if you go back to 2010, right? If you compare a game from 2010 to a game now, like I'll just list off some games that came out at the end of 2019. Uh, 2009 and the beginning of uh, 2010, right? So uh, Colin McRae Dirt 2 was released December 4th, 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guitar Hero Van Halen, which was the Guitar Hero games without a changed engine, right? Final Fantasy Chronicles, uh, Crystal uh, Bearers. Those, the Guitar Hero and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles came out December 22 to 26, right? And then the beginning of 2010, you've got Mass Effect 2 is about to become huge. Bioshock yeah. 2. Oh, right? oh, yes. 
heavy rain, right? And then you fast forward 10 years mm. and we got Resident Evil 2. And like I said earlier on, it's, it's lifelike. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it look it looks, you're looking at it going, holy cow, this looks like a real person in pain, a real person who's going through this horrendous thing that's going on. Um, so mine would have to be the the progression that that we have and that we're about to take another huge leap with the new Xbox and PlayStation coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just graphical quality. I'm talking like the, the sizes of the games are so big now, but... We have, I have an SD card in my uh, Nintendo Switch that is 100 gigabytes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's mental. If you go back to 2009, you'd be lucky to find one that was maybe 64 megabytes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. And they're talking about uh, Samsung have released um, a press release a few days ago for a an SSD hard drive that can write... A, uh, tens, uh, hundreds of gigabytes a second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, it's mad. The progression that we're going through, the, the amount of technological leaping that is happening that we all take completely for granted. You know, like I said, 10 years ago, Mass Effect 2. What, what about 20 years ago? What came out in, two, in the year 2000? Oh, well, uh, Sonic Adventure, Fantasy Star Online, and a bunch of PlayStation games. Yep. Right? Look at one of the Tomb Raider games from the late 90s, early 2000s, and look at the latest Tomb Raider game now. Now go back another 10 years, and you've got the, you're about to have Aladdin on the Mega Drive. You've got <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, just, just think about that for a second. Not as a game player. Just think of the amount of effort that's had to go in to get from Super Mario Brothers 1986 to... Super Mario Odyssey from two years ago. Yeah. The, the, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. It's just, it's, it's mad. Mm. You know? But that's, um, that's where I would say the best part of the last decade has been just the, the progression that we've got under and the, the, the price drop as well. So, like, looking at, if you look at how much a, a Nintendo Entertainment System would cost you on the day of release, translated into modern money right everybody says oh well you know the ps4 came out and it was 500 pounds ago well can, can i have a random guess how much and there's been real in like in, with inflation cost today go would for it, it would it be something akin to either six or seven hundred pound yeah pretty much that's just really really rough calculations in my head if you think about it Right, mm-hmm. that money is sort of like today. That that isn't the most expensive one either. I was reading a thing the other day, and it was how much. So I, I kind of cheated there, but it was kind of how much things are this day and age, and that isn't even the most expensive. I can't mm-hmm. remember which console it was, but there was a console due to inflation that today would be about one thousand two hundred pounds. Right, I can't remember which one, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's freaky how much things cost. But also, how much things have upgraded as well? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, from a technical pr- perspective, there's no doubt that graphics, etc., and the how games run and stuff have just got a lot better. Mm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, like you say, things look uh, on the cusp of photorealism. Don't they? Um, if if not, if not, that they're already there. I mean, sometimes we complain about uh, the the. Um, the expressions look a bit janky or whatever, but generally speaking, 
Mm. They're pretty good, aren't they? I mean, although mm. Mass, didn't Mass Effect Andromeda get a bit of stick for that? Let's listen about that a bit. <laughs> so, so, but yes, I, I take your point, Jay, that you know, generally there's been a, a, a marked improvement in technology. As you'd expect, though, as you'd expect. But, I mean, for me, that the jump between PS3 and 4 didn't seem as obvious. I, I know the graphics have got better, but the jump wasn't as significant as from 2 to 3. Mm. I think that's fair to say. I, th- I think uh, the best no, of that is yeah. uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid 3 versus Metal Gear Solid 4. Yes. The the graphics are out. out, out yeah, they're just out. Yeah, they're just thinking. I think you know you're in for something good, but it takes an hour to install it. Yeah, and the the loading screen while it's installing is snake snake smoking a cigarette. Yeah, you can, you can see all, all everything to do with it. That was enjoyable. And then, <laughs> at the end of it, once it's finished installing, you push X, and then he goes, "Sorry to keep you waiting." Yes, yeah. I, I do remember that. So, um, I'm thinking about it. There's probably more more good moments from uh, this decade, but I, I think I've only remembered The Witcher Three. When was that? <laughs> that was the middle of the decade, I believe. I think it's 2006, isn't it? No. I can't remember. Which, which, no, 16, sorry. 2016. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah sorry, that, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was the year that yeah. Xbox 360 was yeah. released. Yeah, apologies. Um, 2016. 2006, 2007. Um, I think it was... Was it 17? Yeah, it was somewhere. I can't really remember, but... but it, it was the major event for me, but but I, I'm looking at it from, from this point in time, mm. and I'm looking at Witcher 3... From from a twenty twenty angle, and 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 I'm seeing it for for all the things it's it's done right. Uh, I I just remember seeing a meme, and it was um it was someone read it again. Sorry for the guy who posted this camera, but it's been posted that many times. And there was a picture of Goldeneye, mm. right, and a picture of Grand Theft Auto Five. Yep, six five, the latest one. I think it's mm. five or six, whatever whatever it was. And it was a picture, and it was showing it was a, a shot of the first stage. When you're playing Golden Knight, you know where you're looking at 006. I do, yeah. And you had the, the, the pasted on face and all the blocky stuff, and then the one underneath it. And the one at the top, it was a it was a, um, a line from a game review at the time, and it said, these graphics are out of this world. Mm-hmm. And then you had the bottom bit, and there was a slight bit of blariness. Mm. And it was just in bunny quotes, and it said, unplayable. <laughs> and another one was 59 frames a second, so the 16 says unplayable, unplayable. compared to the, these yeah. graphics are out of this world to, um, you know, unplayable. unplayable. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean if you think about it in, in the last 10 years alone we've had things like Twitch pop up mm. people make a living off playing games online playing games and letting people watch them play games online yeah not and, just and, that. and like YouTube as well that's yeah. exploded not just that right I would put the um, long term survival of a number of games down to the folks who play them on, on Twitch yeah. And YouTube, mm. you know, like uh, FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> you actually think about it, right? Playing that game is a horrendously stupid experience. Well, thank you. <laughs> watching someone play the game is a hilarious experience. And I'm, that's what FNAF sells on, the fact that yeah, you yeah. are going to watch someone play the game. If, if nobody would have picked it up on Twitch and played it, on Twitch and said, "Oh, isn't this scary? Ah, oh, I'm really scared." Like, and actually had realistic because most, mo- at least most of the YouTube videos of people playing games are them reacting to the game footage being played. So they've already played it. They've gone away. So they've rec- so what they do, ruining everyone's experience of YouTube right now.
is they'll sit there or some expert will sit there and play the game and capture the game footage. And then what happens is they then go away and write a bunch of commentary and a bunch of jokes based on what's happening on screen and then perform that commentary whilst watching the video footage of the game being played. I mean, people people like Markiplier and uh, Jack Septicai are famous for doing this. This is what they do, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I hate to burst the bubble of their fans, but that is what they do. And and if it weren't for people like that and people similar who do similar things, but by playing the game live, and some of them do play it live, and some of them don't, mm-hmm. um, then FNAF would have never happened. Five Nights at Freddy's, the first game, would have tanked. I mean, I, I, I do probably generally agree with you there, Jay. I, I remember when Squidge first showed me Markiplier. I, I did find it quite interesting, you know, because I'd never seen FNAF before. I thought, oh, this is good. And then uh, Squidge showed me more more of his thing, more of his um, YouTube videos. And I just, I, I just steadily liked him less and less because there is that. There's, there's, there's the a last real... half of the audience. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts, he, he does put it on, and 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 the fact that you've said it's uh, essentially scripted, it comes as a real no surprise because wow. it, it's uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think because because he's because he's, he's he's playing to his audience. It's just that whether it's scripted or not, I just find it entertaining. I'm I'm not gonna oh, yeah. I'm not gonna put yeah, yeah, on yeah it's scripted that, or not, it, but it, it is, is entertaining. entertaining. It is entertaining. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it, it, it's fun to watch, but once you've watched two or three back-to-back, you fall out of the suspense of disbelief and you start to realise you notice the patterns. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, and you, you'll notice next time you watch a video by one of these folks, and I don't want to pick on Markiplier specifically. Mm. I mean, he's a good, he's a great guy. You know, he's an entertaining YouTube personality. And he does but really well, isn't he? He's actually yeah, really good at what he does. So, so yeah, right. Um, and if you watch these videos, it is very because you're supposed to be watching. So they have picture in picture of them playing the game, or rather of the gameplay footage being played. Right? If you actually watch their body language and not mm-hmm. the gameplay footage, you'll notice that they're not moving at all. They're standing still. Yeah. Uh. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm playing a game, my fingers are moving on the controller, and yes. it's making noises of the buttons being pressed. And if you actually, if you move your hands around as if you're manipulating a video game controller or a keyboard and mouse, you'll notice that your elbows move. Yeah. And if your elbows move, then there's movement in your shoulders. So it's, I'm, I'm not like I say, I'm not saying that they're not entertaining. They are very entertaining. It's put on though, isn't it? And and the, yeah. there's a difference between somebody being genuinely scared of, of of something and then someone pretending to be scared. Because if because if there wasn't a difference. He wouldn't be keeping from us that he's pretending to be scared. I, <laughs> again, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw my opinion on like scripted versus genuine reactions. But hmm. coming from a guy who's actually tried to record playing a game for the first time, or record playing a game that he's played before, just on the harder difficulty, it's so difficult to run commentary at the same time. Mm, and I definitely talk yeah, about yeah. what you're doing. It is really, even mm. if you know what you're doing, it's so difficult to, oh, definitely. to do yeah, stuff I mean, on the fly. And, mm. you know, it is, it is especially if you're trying to concentrate or figure something out, you just go <laughs> deathless. That's why sometimes you can tell tell the people who are doing it for, for, for real, so to speak, mm. because they don't... Um, they don't actually know where what they're doing, and then and they're just testing out for the first time. I mean, some let's players I see it, sometimes it's frustr- the problem with that. It's not very entertaining watching somebody figure out some how to play a game. So there needs to be a level of rehearsal with it, and I think they, I think they, were, I think 
all YouTubers must do something. I think I think if you're going to explain something, like say if you're going to do an, a tutorial on on a game mechanic that you like, it's better if you've already played it and, you and you've rehearsed it. I, but but I think that's I think that's not dishonest. I think the I think well, dishonest might be a bit strange, but or a bit harsh. But I think what I'm saying is, um, but that but the, the, the FNAF videos are based on. Oh, I'm genuinely scared. Jump scares, yeah. And the truth is. They're not. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it still might be funny. It still actually might be funny. Mm. But um, it, it's just—he's it, a little too over the top as well. I think it's something that you you, you gravitate towards. You know, your taste changes in, in. It's too in your face, and it's too loud. I just—I like just a normal, quiet person. <laughs> Just like it's just like you're like listening to boring old blokes explain yeah, how to put down certain gravel type. Yeah, I, I like that. I like I like <laughs> tutorials done in sort of. I'm going to tell you about this, and maybe you'll have a little jerk and you'll chuckle a little bit, but not a laugh out loud. Yeah, it's personal taste. And for naff, you know, you know. I, I, as, I as a, as a scout, <laughs> I'm not going to put my personal opinion to it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it did take a hell of a lot to try and come up with stuff on the fly. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it does take. I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to detract from these particular groups of people who do this. It's a very difficult skill to come up with something funny to say whilst you're doing something else. You know, it's not. Yeah. Unless you are that way inclined, unless you are a very funny person to start with, then it's really difficult to do so. So I totally get why a lot of it is scripted, and I totally get why a lot of it uses like you never, you never see the games crash. Mm. You never see them get into a position where they can't get back out of it, right? Yeah. But, but, and I completely agree with, uh, as someone who gives talks, as someone who um, does mentoring, as someone who's done live coding, it is difficult to be entertaining and educative and do the thing that you are doing, right? I'm yes. not trying to detract yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you look at the people who do, the game's done quick, Right. You'll notice it's never just that one person who's speedrunning the game. It's a speedrunner and at least one other person talking to them at the same time. Mm, And then that other person, their job is to keep the interest going and to ask everyone in the crowd or ask everyone to leave a message in chat, give us something to talk about. Because it's impossible to do that by yourself, isn't it? It's just just not manageable. It's not manageable realistically. Yes, uh, if you like Markiplier, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what we say. Um, I believe. Yeah. I think Squidge likes Markiplier a lot more, though, because he's, he's got his head hanging shit. And you know what? That's fine. It's absolutely fine. You, know, you like what you like, and I'm just, I'm just pointing out that, to me, when I watch someone do that, I can't ever watch a someone's playing you know playing this game and reacting to the stuff inside of it i can't watch more than one at a time because they get difficult for me to either that or focus on it you know what i mean it's kind of hard to believe that it's the first time they've played it yeah exactly and that's yeah. perfectly fine but but, yeah. but that's my opinion and that's you know other people's opinions will be different and that's absolutely fine i like but, how we, um before you know maybe decades ago Everyone would know that that's just your opinion, but now you have to do this sort of spiel that because this is my opinion. That's fine. Opinion, blah blah blah. Don't worry. <laughs> this does as, not as detract say, from you. The last part, the last half of the audience was triggered by that. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure no one will be triggered. It'll be, uh, it'll be nice people <laughs> listen to podcasts, certainly. 
Yeah. I've got to bring this up. This has got nothing to do with anything any of you have said at all. Here we go. You know, I like Steam in a way, and 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 I know, and, 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 and I think Squidge has heard this before, but it's worth it's worth mentioning because it shows you the quality of the internet as well as its downfalls. <laughs> but, but once I read um, a Steam review about, I think what was the game? You you've got it. It's like a submarine game. Um, Subnautica. Subnautica, right? It's a, a I don't know if you've heard of Subnautica. Oh, uh, are you really going to say that? That yeah, yeah, it's got to be. It, it oh. still makes me laugh now. Okay, yeah, it's a warning. It's quite graphic. I, I, I could, I couldn't decide whether I wanted the game. So what I, what I did was I went on uh, Steam page and um, I clicked on the negative reviews. Now, what? Why did you say? Look at the negative reviews, but, but are you I just to ask yourself that question. Well, well yeah. I, I just wanted to know what the problems with the game are because mm-hmm. uh, usually people say, "Oh, this is the best game ever." I wish, I wish, daddy, daddy, daddy. So I looked at the negative reviews, and one of them caught my eye. And one guy, I can't remember, well, or, or lady, it could have been either. So one person, one Steam reviewer, just said, "This game is so bad that what he wanted, he or she wanted to do, was was <laughs> was." Upon the disc on, 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 of, of Subnautica, they buy a physical version of it, and and the 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 stench from the the, the would make them feel sick, and then sick on the disc as well, and that's how much he, they hated the game. So on that note, I, I didn't I didn't buy Subnautica. But, um, th- think, that, but that's how badly he fought the game. I just I just sat there chuckling I, for I, a while. I think I've, I think I've, yeah. So you you don't quite like Subnautica, and well, I, I don't I don't know I don't know. Some, what some Steam about reviews it, so. are genuinely really good. The, the, yes, some some Steam bears are quite good as well. I think the problem is right that um, how do I put it? I feel like I need to need to say that not everyone should be able to voice their opinion. <laughs> And I don't mean that as I don't mean that as in you've said something bad yes. about the thing that I like, therefore you shouldn't be able to see it. Yes, it's, you know the the power of the internet is mm. that it's given everyone a voice. It's democratized the spread of information. Right? Mm. Anyone can say whatever they want. The problem with that is that anyone can say whatever they want. Yes. And, <laughs> and you know, it could be that this particular game reviewer just really did not like that game. And decided yes. to punch it up with a bit of silliness, yes. or it could be that that is genuinely what that person thought. But the problem is that all, everything is subjective. Mm. So, just either that person didn't like that game because maybe they don't like those kinds of games and they bought it on a sale, or they were recommended it, or maybe they just had a really bad day, or maybe that is what they're like. I don't know, and it's like maybe we should leave professionals to do the reviews. You know, you'll notice that very, very, very rarely 
we give, give reviews on anything. You know, I'll mention a game, and I think I did a, a post about Rygar once where I talked about how good the game was and how much fun it was to play, but I didn't give it a, you know, six a spoons score, out yeah. of seven or whatever. Six yeah. spoons out of seven, yeah. Six yeah. spoons yeah, out of seven chainsaws. Well, yeah, exactly, it's, because it's what a does that mean? to offer that, isn't it? it it's um, that's because a lot of the time you're not necessarily met, measuring it by... Uh, the same metric as somebody else. There's no um, universal measuring stick. No, and to explain your method is quite difficult in itself. Mm. I mean, yeah. ultimately, it is subjective. Uh, in in the case of this guy that reviewed some naughty, I think he was just having a bit of fun. Mm. But yeah. um, it, it was funny to hear how much he hated the game, but <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't to, quite as to, bad as he thought. To go back to Jay's point, but, I remember ages ago, I was hmm. looking on uh, Amazon, all places, for, yeah, a, nice. for a Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> right? I was looking at official ones versus third party ones, because hmm. I needed one, because we had a, we were going to do a Guitar Hero night at one point. And I looked at this Guitar Hero controller, and it was a third party one, it looked Looked pretty ugly, mm. white, and it was a bit awful. But I looked at the comments, mm. and I saw a similar comments to what you saw. <laughs> but it was it was more of a branded to hash of a word, idiotic comment. Yeah. And it was basically someone gave this product one half star out of five, mm. and this was the description. Um, I don't like this Guitar Hero controller because it's not compatible with Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's, it's not. Yeah, people are not really <laughs> good at. Well, some people are not really great at explaining exactly why they don't like a thing. Did, uh, sometimes did, it is difficult to do because I mean, I, I mean, there's there's definitely games that I don't like, and I, I, I probably um, it's hard to give an objective reason why. Um, but you you know you don't like them. FNAF is one. Um, but it's it's easy to forget right that we live in a consumer society right like we we are a a capitalist society right consumerism runs rife right Mm -hmm. and to the point where people kind of forget that and feel like they're forced to buying something Mm -hmm. and then then they complain about it or they'll say, I'm not going to buy this, or this is crap. Like uh, Mass Effect 3, something I always come back to, is oh. a perfect example oh, of it, right? Yeah, yeah right? Everybody everybody who bought that game knew, because they'd read their reviews, they'd read the controversy about it, they knew going in that the ending would not be something that they like. But they bought it anyway, and mm. then complained about it. And I'm like, well, first off, you're not the creator, so it's not your place to say whether the ending is good or not. Mm. Um, I mean, you can have an objective opinion on it, but you can't demand and and actually get the creators to create a new ending for it. No. Because to them, you know, it's I, I, I think it's unfair as well, because you, you wouldn't ask the same of a movie. Well, I don't think people have asked the same of movies. But, <laughs> well, I was but, about um, to get to that, right? So the interesting thing about that, right, is that people forget that they don't have to buy something. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So you don't go and buy it. And then... Um, the cats movie comes out, right? This is a this is a big thing for the industry that I work in, right? Yes. Right. The industry I work in, we talk about DevOps, right? We're about to get a whole bunch of keyword filters on this website and a bunch of people contacting us to see whether we want to work with them on on programming jobs. But um, in DevOps, you do development and operations, right? You can think of it's not exactly the same, but you can think of operations as the IT managers, right? Operations is all about which computer is this software going to be installed in and how are we going to wire it into the network, right? It's a lot more complex than that, a lot more complex than that. But modern developers 
have to know enough about development to make the software, but enough about ops to be able to um, actually install it somewhere or think about where it's going to run to the point where we've now got to a point where our tooling in development allows us to, I can write a text file that describes the computer I want and give it to a platform that Microsoft create called Azure, and I will get access to a computer that follows that description. I can have as much as CPU time as I want, as much GPU time as I want. It will live in the cloud, but it will then exist because I've I've scripted it. I've said this much CPU, this much RAM, this much hard drive space, and it will just appear within seconds. They'll they'll just build it for me. It's a virtual machine. It's not a real computer, but it's running on real computer hardware. Now, what's great about that is I can do that and just roll out my applications as I want. But the reason I bring this up is that the DevOps practices are all about rapidly developing um, software and giving it out in piecemeal bits. You give out them the minimum viable product, then you improve on it and give out the next version, which is like version two, version three. But they ship so quickly that the end user doesn't realize that everything behind the scenes has changed and the software has gotten better. Right? The idea is that you iterate towards a better piece of software. The reason I bring up Cats is because Cats has been in the cinema, at least in the UK, as of recording, for the last week. He's been in the cinemas in the States since Christmas. Right. It was critically panned as a terrible movie before it came out. Right. The company who made the movie and the director who made the movie then went back into the uh, CGI suite and reshot basically the entire movie and sent that back to the cinemas to then be changed such that um, really bad example because I don't know, don't remember the date when it actually switched over to version two of the film, right? But you could go see the film on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. and watch version one. And then whilst you were walking out, version two was being played in a different screen in that same cinema. Right. And no one would ever see version one ever again. Oh. Like, so yeah, it's happened with not just video games, it's happening with movies as well. You just have to look at the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? <laughs> the trailer oh, came out yeah, and yeah. you know, um, a number of fans, I'll reserve comment on, you know, calling a using a specific collective noun, but a number of fans, a large number of fans of the video games complained that they did not like the design of the character. Yes. And they were that vocal that they delayed the release of the movie by a whole year. And went and redid all of the CGI. Yeah, that's it's not good, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, in, in a way, I appreciate people's passion for their their particular thing they like. But I always think, if, if, if from a movie point of view and from a game's point of view, the, the whoever's in charge of it should have developed their vision how they want and release it how they want. Vision, yeah. But yeah. post release except the, the criticism it gets from that mm, uh, because it, it, it's not it's not it shouldn't n- nothing should be immune from from criticism so mm. um so I, I, w- I would take you know the the game of thrones thing for for example with, with season eight i mean it would it would help if things Which didn't one? get leaked <laughs> the, the, I, I think that there should there should it, it is absolutely right that the people who who, who were responsible for that released it how they wanted to and that's fine I mean, that, who that's... knew starbucks was around back then you know? <laughs> exactly but they, 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 they should have you know that, that that's absolutely fine but then when the wave of criticism comes after uh, um reasonable criticism uh, of it uh, they should 
we should take it on board, really. Yeah, I mean, as with the Mass Effect free ending, again, it's the same. I think I think the, the people who made the game should have a right to their ending because there's, there's nothing worse than having a film designed by committee because you get all the rubbish. Uh, it's just, uh, I think there's, I think the, um, I think Jay, you, you must have seen Community in mm-hmm. in the day, and there's an episode where you remember the character Abed, mm-hmm. and he, he he likes his show, doesn't he? Um, I think it's Inspector Space Time or something. Yeah, it's totally not Doctor Who, is it? Yeah, that's right. And what <laughs> happens is in one episode, Pierce gets invited to to be part of like a. You know, like a design by committee. What do you like? They get introduced, and then obviously he ends up having an input on it, and it's terrible because, because yeah, because um, all the things that made the fans like um, Inspector Space Time are gone because they've tried to design it by committee, and yeah. people who just uh, it just doesn't make sense. You, you need to make whatever it is for your audience. That's it. That's that, that, that's all that the is. Director is a driving force. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Oh, we we need like a certain character in this. But but was that part of your vision? If it's not, then then don't because it, it's really not worth compromising your vision for. It. Because then you you you, do, you don't achieve anything then because you've kind of like diluted your story down. Yeah, and then the people, the, the real fans of it will be thinking, well, why why have you done that? There was there was no. It's it's kind of like having a having some sort of sci-fi show that's really, really popular. Mm. And then to get an extra audience, you throw in a love arc that wasn't there before. To yeah. Get, to it, get the others sort of pandering to everyone, trying to get everyone's yeah, attention it, when it should just be... I mean, I do, I do understand that, you know, when, when you're adapting from a book, that you, you need to make certain changes. I mean, uh, for the people, again, to, to sorry to go back to Game of Thrones, I know Jay's not a watcher of, 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 of Game of Thrones, but there was a, there was this, in the books there was a storyline about the Dornish, which mm. is the Martell families, which is really quite interesting. And I don't really know why they took it out because the, but they did. Well, I suppose it's fair enough. But I thought, yeah, they're going to be in there. Well, it's, 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 kind, it's, nice it's kind of the same thing as of appealing to everyone at once, isn't it? Mm, you mm. know, the, the thing by committee and trying to appeal to everyone at once. Like, <clears throat> just a quick question: How many American sitcom shows have you seen where two of the lead characters, who are male and female, haven't ended up being a couple? Yeah, a couple of series yeah. on. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> I can't name one. I've seen a lot yeah. of American sitcoms. That's all they're based around, though, isn't it? That, that's yeah. just. Uh, but yeah, yeah designed by committee. I completely agree. You should have one or two people who are the driving force. It's their vision. After a couple of episodes or a season, if it isn't right, get someone else in, mm. and it's what most of the fans react to. If that's what they like, then go forward. Yeah. And going back further, if you don't like it, don't buy it or don't watch it. You don't yeah, that, it that's it. I mean, sometimes this show just might not be for you. And yeah. that, that should be fine. That should be fine. It, 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 I mean, I mean, there's plenty of sitcoms that I dislike, you know, uh, but they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not. My, my, my reason for disliking them, you know, my voice criticism about them or something, doesn't mean I don't want them to be shown ever again. Mm. It's just that I'm saying this show is a bit trash. It's <laughs> similar for video games, isn't it? You're, yeah, you're gonna, that's right. Like... There's space for that. There's space for that. And, and I always tend to gravitate toward the narratively stronger games. But that's just my personal preference because I think, mm. um, as we were talking about The Witcher 3 earlier, the combat system in that game is at best functional. 
and I love that game. And, and, I was waiting for that. But and and, the, and but I remember a wave of people got really upset that people were criticising it. Mm. And um, I think and I think the people who were criticising it were, took it a little bit too far. I mean, to criticise Witcher's combat and then not have a go at Skyrim's is a bit. It's, yeah, I know, but Skyrim Bethesda, they, they've become a meme onto themselves. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's, I, I think um, I've lost a trade of my thought now. You, you can, you're, you're saying you can criti- criticise something you like. Yeah, basically. Which, which yeah. quick spoiler plug, I wrote a blog on. Anyway, go on. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's fair enough to do so. I mean, not not everything's for you. If I mean, if you don't like if you don't like The Witcher 3, that sort of dark fantasy or, or that sort of thing, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't who, have to be everyone. Like, who doesn't like trying to initiate sex with an opposite member of the species on the back of a unicorn? Well, exactly. I mean, seriously. I mean, if you don't like it, you know, it's your don't like it. <laughs> it's, No, no. It's, if you don't it's, like it's, unicorns, it's, then get out. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's worth uh, seeing. I think it always happens with things that are so, like, ultra popular as well. I, I remember The Last of Us um, was... Uh, I remember people being upset with the ending with that. So, oh... Cause, but but I enjoyed it because it wasn't the Hollywood ending. God, uh, I got upset with the intro. To that. Well, um, yeah, and again, I don't <laughs> talk want about eating the field. It's uh, have you guys played The Last of Us to the end? I got about halfway through it. I think. What, what I tell you how far I got. I, I got to the part where uh, he's setting up some traps. All dude. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Followed. That's as far as I got, and it would it just got a bit too heavy for me. It, it will. It, it's worth. Going through to the end, it, it, it is a really good game. But again, the actual gameplay in that, there was complaints why because Ellie used to run around. Mm. Obviously, it spoils the immersion of it because obviously she's just you're hiding and she's just legging it around. She's trying to follow, uh, and there's some of the limitations of how the game is written, etc. But if you think about it, we have to suspend our disbelief for that bit. Because if you if the enemies detected Ellie as well, can you imagine how it would just be really nightmare. difficult to play? I, I, think, the- I think the the point that you're both sort of pushing towards is the point that I was trying to make earlier on is that you don't have to buy the thing that you know you're not gonna like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's your gunpoint. Yeah, exactly. Right, it, yeah. It, it, it's like taking someone out to a restaurant. Right, and then picking something that they know they are not going to like the taste of, yep, and then then buying it and then complaining that they don't like the taste of it. To be honest, Jay, I think that could be a YouTube series. Could do that. Could do that. <laughs> that would be good. I mean, basically, it'd be like a light-hearted Caribbean enthusiasm, except with eating. Go to we go to a restaurant. Call it Kirby Wasteline. Kirby Wasteline. That's good. That's good. That's good. And then we could order something with blue cheese in. And then we can sort of complain about it for a few videos. There's nothing wrong with the actual meal. I just don't like this meal. So what are you complaining at? Yeah. I just don't like this meal. So what are you complaining at? Well, I ordered it and I don't like it. And it's your own fault. And we can add the Markiplier factor to it and ham it up and pretend that we're more annoyed than we actually are. <laughs> I, I'm, I refuse to take any of the flack that this is going to get from Mark Blair. Oh I've said nothing against the guy. I think he's really funny. Yeah, it's just a joke. I've said nothing against it. We take all comments. Oh, absolutely, back. absolutely. We take, take all comments back.
changing tack completely, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this because I think this could be uh, an interesting topic for uh, you know people to talk about and, um, and yeah, stuff Joe. like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say for Arcade Attack to do an episode on, but yeah, what I wanted to mention is that do you guys, I mean, Chief may not remember, right? Mm. But I wrote a blog article uh, one afternoon when I was, I was having this horrendous back pain and uh, someone had recommended, Jay-Z had recommended, and a bunch of people as well had recommended that I check out a game called Raiga. Mm. Yes. And I played it on the NES on my GPD XD, which is a little handheld device that lets me emulate NES games and SNES games and all the way up to like Dreamcast and stuff like that. And I played it and I finished it in an afternoon and it was a load of fun. But what's interesting about that is that's obviously a game for the NES. That was based on an arcade game that is very similar. An arcade game that is like, as of a few weeks ago, been ported to the Amiga. What? Yeah, they released uh, a bunch of people have gotten together and, and ported the game to the Amiga and released it as a free-to-download game. Mm. Which I think opens up. So we talked when we were when Squidge and I and G were talking to Stu Cambridge, and I've mentioned that I want to make a video game using older technology, right? There is already a huge market for making games for older consoles. Like you can buy uh, Tanglewood and What's that one? Xeno, what's it called? Xeno Crisis. Xeno Crisis, yeah. So there's a massive market for making games on the older consoles, right? Mm. So my question to you both mm. is, Is there are there any older games which you think, oh, I wish I could have played that on the console that I had at the time? So let's say uh, we, we, we've always had it. We've always had these exclusive, right? So we've got the PlayStation exclusives in the way of like Uncharted because they're made by Naughty Dog who's owned by Sony. And we used to have the Gears of War games that were only Microsoft, but they've been sort of ported over because uh, they were only um, Xbox because they were made by Microsoft Game Studios. Well, they you mean, weren't. You mean but- ported to PC? Yeah, they were ported to PC, right? But And then we used to have Dead Rising. The first one was only available for Xbox, but there was brought over to PC and the Nintendo Wii, then the PlayStation 4. Like, are there any games that, looking back years ago, that you wish, oh, wow, this game, like a uh, bad example, Aladdin on the Mega Drive is completely different to Aladdin on the SNES. Yeah. Hmm. Would would you have wanted to play one on the other? Like uh, Squidge and I had Mega Drives when we when we were growing up. A friend hmm. of ours had a SNES, and for one weekend we sort of swapped consoles and tried out the different games. That's how I got a chance to play Stunt hmm. Racer FX and stuff like that. Right? Are there any um, are there any games that came out on a console on a specific console that you didn't have at the time that mm. you think would have worked well if they'd have ported them like this Raiga ported to the Amiga? Well, for me, I would have definitely wanted if it was available on PlayStation. I, I, I would have definitely liked to play the Gears War games if 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 that was not a not an Xbox exclusive. Um, I would have, it would have been definitely a game that I would have probably bought and quite enjoyed but because it's not available on Sony it's obviously a crap game now so no yeah yeah I, I would, if, if I could have played it without buying an Xbox uh, one or whatever I would have um, definitely played Gears of War I think weirdly I don't know if the, this this a little bit 
similar to your question, but but uh, not but not quite. But I was thinking of as you were talking about. I was thinking of old SNES games that I really miss, and I don't know if you guys have heard ever heard of a game called UN Squadron. Yeah, it's like an R type game, but it, it had like. But I really miss that, and I wish I could play that now. Basically, so if it, is, is like, that a one that's kind of set during a world war? Like a- I, I think it's just fake. It's yeah. just like, but you, you like scrolling. It had like real jets, mm. you know, like, um, and it was just like a side scroller, you know, like um, something like R type, R type bullet hell type, and um, you you just go like it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So if I could play that again, mm. you know, I'd love to play that. I've got an idea of a game that should be ported to everything, including the fridge, like Skyrim and uh, Street Fighter has, and everyone should have this in their life, and it should be Burning Rangers. Everyone and anyone should be able to play that that game, and it should be ported to everything known to man. It's interesting that you both mentioned these types of games. You know, uh, Chief mentioned, I wish I could play this game again. And you've mentioned, Squidge, that everyone should have this game in their life, right? Because, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because um, I've recently started writing a blog post series of the, as of recording, the uh, the first part went up yesterday. So that'll date when we recorded this. Mm. And the idea is I want to talk about the mini consoles and whether they're actually worth getting. So, um, you know, like uh, the PlayStation Mini, the SNES Mini, that kind of thing. The interesting thing about the, all of these devices so far is they all run um, operating systems that if you know what you're doing, you can kind of, um, I hate to use, ha- to use the word hack, but you can kind of hack them and put your own games on there. So if you've got the SNES Mini, you could put that game that you wanted to play again, uh, Chief, on there oh, and okay. play it. On a modern TV, scaled up to, I think it's 720 or 1080 PhD and, you know, with a five foot long cable because the SNES was um, notorious for only having like a 30 centimeter long controller cable, things like that. That's how it was designed to be played. You have to yeah. sit yeah, right yeah, yeah. eyeballs <laughs> against the CRT. Well, yeah. You see, that's, that's a really interesting point, right? Um, in console design themselves, right? So... A lot of people made fun of the SNES and continue to do so because it had those comically short uh, cables. But like you were saying, Chief, that's how it was designed to be played. You weren't supposed to put the console under the TV like we do now because the other cables at the other end were so long. Yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You'd put the console on like a coffee table. Exactly. I mean, it's only now that we have comically big TVs, um, like a cinema size, you know, people have got like, like a one square foot room says oh i'll get a 75 inch tv <laughs> so it covers the entire wall so um but um yeah no i take yeah because you meant to because the wires went quite far didn't they and then you had to pull back except when you play duck hunt obviously well, right next to the tv yeah you stand yeah, and sit right next to the tv unless you were yeah <laughs> showing off his uh sniping skills from across the room yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was point blank on it so yeah Less um, about that, the better. <laughs> yeah, but you know the 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 whole point of 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 these blog posts I'm putting towards is um, is it worth buying them or can you get like a, a device that does all for you? But what's great about those is that it opens up the market for should there be devices that that effectively emulate the other systems, you know? Um, so it's been very widely reported that the SNES Mini outperforms all of the other devices on the market, yeah. um, right. except for the NES Classic, 
because the NES Classic is the exact same hardware. But yeah, okay. um, the SNES Classic is better at emulating the PlayStation than the PlayStation Classic or PlayStation Mini or whatever they call it. Yeah. Because the PlayStation <laughs> Mini, so the, the reason why, the PlayStation Mini has a quad-core processor that's locked at 1 gigahertz, whereas the um, the SNES Mini has a quad-core processor that's locked at 1.6 gigahertz. Doesn't right. sound like a lot more, but it is. It's it's enough, you know. It's a difference. It's a huge difference, yeah. And it's a better quality, uh, what's called a system on a chip, which is uh, the CPU, RAM, all of the stuff that you find on a motherboard on a single computer chip, right? And yeah, a lot has been said about how the SNES Mini is better at emulating the PlayStation than the PlayStation Mini, and that it's able to emulate all the other systems because, I mean, they all technically are just PCs. It's, it's a bit... I remember I brought it up with Gio on one of the episodes and we talked about how the aesthetic feels like it sits better to have one of the mini consoles rather than some kind of PC that's sat under your TV. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or like a Raspberry Pi or something. And that's fine. Um, but it just, it feels daft to me to have the specific <laughs> piece of hardware. But then we have specific pieces of hardware in the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox and, yes, yes. you know, that kind of thing. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spider Break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link. He is, he is quite a... Oh. I'll break the place. You dropped the mic. There you. I dropped the mic.